0: right now though stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration
1: hello and welcome to metaphysical mystery podcast with peggy and kate nelligan this is a mother and daughter podcast talking about all of the metaphysical concepts um, that may be helpful to you in your life so my name is kate i am an equine partnered life and business coach an Animal Communicator, and I am excited to introduce you to my mom,
0: Peggy Nelligan. Go ahead and say hi. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm the uh, current director of the Metaphysical Center, and I have taught the courses many times, and I love sharing this information with all of you. So today's topic is going to be on energy protection.
1: And we put together some really good information that are tools and tips for you to be able to work with energy protection. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about what it is and why we need it. So, Mom, what is energy protection?
0: Well, there are really two different kinds. There's um, protection physically, and then there's the energetic level of our being, uh, the extra seven layers that we have. Um, And it's things that we want to keep from entering our auric field that don't serve us in some way. And so we use the word protection to keep that from happening.
1: Yeah, so if we think about we have physical hygiene and we have to take a shower first for that and wash our hands and clean our bodies and our clothes. We also have energetic hygiene. And so essentially what it is is about ways that we can keep our vibration strong and high and also Um, just sort of stay in our own power, our own center, our own energy signature, because we all have unique energy signatures. And so um, this is really a class that a client actually was like, hey, can you please do a podcast on um, energy protection, especially for empaths, because it's something that we'll talk a little bit about what an empath is and why they need protection, especially. But um, there's also a difference between energy protection and clearing. What is, What would you say that is, Mom?
0: Yeah, protection is really like the before and clearing is the after. Um, so when we do the energetic protection, we're trying to keep things from actually entering our auric field. If they do, and that can happen because we are not consciously aware, a lot of things happen subconsciously to us, um, then what we want to do is have techniques or things that we can use to actually clear those negative uh, energies that may have attached themselves to us.
1: Yeah. So one of the ways that we can start to think about this is that, you know, knowing our own sense of energy, having energy intelligence to know what our normal functioning is um, every day. Like, are we normally, And, you know, a very extroverted or introverted person, or we normally um, have a ton of energy, do we normally have some drain in our energy, like knowing our own energy systems and knowing what feels like ourselves, like when we feel like ourselves, and then knowing when we don't, knowing when we start to feel off balance, off kilter. We have negative thoughts out of nowhere. We feel potentially depressed or anxious out of nowhere, and that's not common to us. That may be a sign that we've picked up um, some things in our energy field that aren't ours, that are of a much lower vibration. Um, So... I think that's that's a way to, to know, right, whether we may need to do an energy clearing. Um, but ideally, there's also energy protection where we get to a place where we don't necessarily have to do that much clearing because we feel protected and we've been actively working on a form of protection. So uh, why do we need energy protection? Like, what? why is that even important, Mom?
0: Well, we want to be operating at the highest vibration that we are capable of. Um, A man named David Hawkins wrote a book. He wrote many, but one of them is called Power Versus Force. And he identified levels of vibration that we can identify with. For example, fear is a very low vibration, but even lower is guilt or shame. And a higher vibration would be something like love or joy those are high vibrations, and he actually gave he identified a number through um uh, kinesiology. kinesiology that uh he was able to put a number to these different emotional states, and obviously a higher vibrational state is going to be you're going to feel happier at that stage, uh, but we often pick up things that bring us down to a, a lower level things that make us think um fearful or anxious thoughts. And so what we, we want to do is we want to keep keep ourselves at a higher vibration as much as possible consciously, being a conscious human being.
1: So we kind of got into a discussion before this podcast around, like, do we even need energy protection? And there's kind of two schools of thought. So there's a place that says, yes, this is important. And uh, it's something to do. And, there's stuff in the universe that's not all all high vibration, love based energies, but then there's also a school of thought that says we shouldn't even be focusing on this. We're talking about it, that we don't need it. So what is that school of thought, mom?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. In metaphysics, we explore many, many different philosophical uh, belief systems. And the Kabbalah is one of them. And the Kabbalah actually is very, very strong about Um, not addressing the negative, generally speaking. And so if you are ignoring it or not aware of it, you're really kind of blindsided when things do happen. We live on earth. This is a three-dimensional reality. And we are in a polarity. So there are always going to be good and bad, up and down, right and wrong. And if you're aware of that, then you are much better able to handle things when they come to you. They're going to happen. That's what happens when we come to this earth school? But it's much better off if you are conscious of that and aware of it. So, Yeah, but you're saying the Kabbalah says don't focus on that. And the reason is, is that th- there is a metaphysical principle that what you focus on, you attract to you. So if your vibration is high and you're focusing on a high vibration, that's the attraction that you're going to experience. Not saying you're not going to have bad things happen because, as I said, we're here in the Earth School. But on the other hand, you don't want to focus on that. You don't want to live in fear every time you, you know, leave your house that something's going to, bad's going to happen to you. That's not a high vibration. But sending a loving thought of protection for the house is a good thing. It's a higher vibration there's
1: Right. So there's the energy of like, if you're coming from this from a place of hypochondria where you feel like anything could happen at any time and you're doing protection work all the time, then you're essentially saying, I don't trust the universe. I don't trust myself. I don't trust that I am relatively safe here on earth. So I'm going to try to control it and I'm going to try to prevent it. And, and like too much preventative, stuff can be a challenge i think right like i'm gonna do everything i can to prevent from getting sick well what are you focusing on On sick like getting sick and the universe doesn't realize there's a difference like oh she's trying to prevent getting sick versus she's sick or like they just hear or feel sick as the energetic focus so there's a lot in this where it's like not to be afraid to like i look at this stuff as like you're gonna bump into low vibration people and high vibration people here on earth it's like and you know ideally the energetic match is is usually based on your energy right so if you if you're a very low vibration person you may bump into a lot more of them (laughs) but ultimately you know it's we move about in the world and we come into and out of things right places spaces um and so I think a lot of it comes down to just being really aware and being really mindful um, of where you do this work from. And I believe it's important, but I have talked to people over the years that focus on it, don't talk about it. You know, some people do want to stick their head in the sand and not deal with it at all. And it's like can be in that realm of toxic positivity where it's like everything is love and light and everything is fine. And, you know, just focus on the love. And I get that. And I also do realize the shadow is like super important and like a lot of what we're dealing with right now is Scorpio season, shadow, Halloween, all these kind of energies to know that, um, that there are, um, what I will call entities here on earth that is the common name, which is essentially just the definition of a being, an independent being, um, that may or may not be usually is not embodied in, um, you know, some people might call it ghosts, other people might call it, you know, spirits, it's different, different things that people call it. It's just a simple name for me as entity. And I'm, I have, you know, had a lot of experiences with them <laughs> over the years. And so I just find that what's important is that um, there's the way for preventative and then there's the way for dealing when something does happen. Um, and I just look at this as energetic hygiene connected to energetic intelligence, which I think are really important concepts for us to talk about. So uh, what? let's talk a little bit about empaths and why they need this even more than anyone else potentially. Exactly.
0: I think more than anything, empaths are, are people who really are very open to the energetic world. And so they will often pick up, again, subconsciously, but it can be conscious, um, the energies that are being constantly bombarded we are being constantly bombarded by other people. And so empaths really want to have a way to start their day where they're not blocking themselves off from, from everything, but they are protecting themselves from feeling it. So you, you're you an empath, Kate. Why don't you talk to them a little bit about what an empath is?
1: I mean, there's the empaths and then there's highly sensitive. And, like, essentially an empath, in my experience, is that you are often feeling other people's stuff as intimately or clearly as you're feeling your own. And stuff that you are feeling may not even be yours. It's someone else's, but you are such an open energy field. And um, I don't know all the science behind the empath, but I would imagine a lot is connected to active mirror neurons in the body where you're able to, you know, experience someone else's pain as your own pain and whatnot. So a lot of it is high-level Highly developed compassion is the way I look at it. Um, it's a superpower, but a lot of times empaths are like, "Oh my God, I get so drained so easily, and I need to protect myself and not go out that much and like they can't handle crowds and like they're really sensitive to loud noises, and like there's just a lot um that they already know how to do to kind of protect their systems from not you know being out and getting kind of um depleted very quickly. Um so the first thing I always think of with empaths is using discernment, like having a way to know, is this yours or is this something else or someone else's? And just knowing then like kind of your own barometer every day of your own energy signature again um, for me, I know exactly like what uh, me at my pure form feels like and me when I've got junk on me <laughs> or around me, whether it's my own or others. And then I have to ask myself, okay, is this mine or is it not? So perfect example I was sharing with my mom earlier. I was like pumping gas the other day and I had to get something out of my trunk and I just heard and felt I'm so annoyed right now. I heard it and I felt it in my body. And then I'm like, I'm not annoyed. Like I have nothing to be annoyed about. Like, why am I... And I just kind of looked around and I realized like how close I was to other people. And I realized I was processing or feeling someone else's energy field, wasn't trying to, was not interested in being in someone else's space. But, but you know, and whether you call that bad boundaries or not, it was just, it happens to me where I am picking up a lot of information. the superpower is I have high levels of intuition. I know what's going on with my clients. I can really help them and relate to them. And, support them because I'm I know often what's going on with them more than they do but the but the reality is I don't always want to be in other people's fields so I have to really work on energetic protection which is a form of healthy boundary we're not just going to be out open in the world and experiencing all things at all times because it can be really
0: like too much so And the problem is, as well, is that you don't even need to be near a person to experience that energetic connection. We, many people who are more sensitive, are picking up the entire mass consciousness. And that is also affecting us. Um, you, You can't read the newspaper, see the news, you know, anything, and not feel something that's going on in the world. It's happening all around us. All the time, and those who are more sensitive may be feeling it. And I think, Katie, what you said is really: ask yourself, is this mine? And listen for the answer, and find out: is it coming into you, or is it yours?
1: Well, and you can, based on your Claire, you can listen to the answer, you can feel the answer, you can, sense, you know, you can, hear, you know, sense the answer, see the answer. Um, I'll use the muscle testing or kinesiology to know if something's mine or not. Um, and it doesn't really matter whose it is. Like, we're not supposed to get caught up in this, like, who is it, where did it come from? Or, like, there's no blame. It's just we bump into the world. Our, you know, our hearts exhibit, like, 12 feet around us of information in the field, after magnetic field. So, of course, we're going to be, like, you know, it's bumping into a lot of information, um, with that, so, and you were mentioning, like, feeling the world. To me, that's, like, empathing the collective, and Matt Kahn has really good information for empaths, um, around just how a lot of, like, our emotional experience often is actually not ours. It's really We are empathing the collective. Those of us that are like light workers doing this work here, we are feeling other people's stuff. And like if we have surges of anger and nothing really set us off, that isn't really ours. We're just, there's anger in the field of the collective, meaning all of humanity together. And we're processing it out through our emotions, our bodies. And he says, just give yourself that time to do it give yourself a ton of credit and acknowledgement and be proud of yourself for doing, because it's a huge service. But it's a lot of people don't understand this and they don't know that's what's happening. So they're worried that they're depressed or they're worried that there's something wrong with them. And there isn't, it's just, we're, you know, and the thing I like to do is find ways to balance the energies of it. So, um, so the other thing we need to do is talk about, protection that we don't want to do, which I find a lot of time with my clients is that they will start to use shielding or guarding of their emotions where they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to talk about things because they're using it as a form of protection. They don't want to um, necessarily be authentic, right? So they're wearing masks and um, they also they also don't want to um, really be seen. So there's a lot of like isolation happening. I hear a lot of times when people are going through stuff, like they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't leave my house for a long time, or I haven't really wanted to go out and be with people. I've been isolating. And that always like, I guess, being an extrovert, I'm always like, oh, that's such a bummer, right? Like, and I understand replenishing your energy and resting and going within. I I am a huge fan of that self-care. And I also feel like, If we're isolating so much, we're not necessarily getting that human connection and support that we need. Another way that people guard is they use their head way more than they use their heart and their full bodies. And then there's also this thing which I love. I'm going to get this video up on my website soon um, by Brad Nelson from Emotion Code, and he explains the heart wall and how we use heart walls to protect ourselves, especially if we've been hurt in the past and in relationships. So that's not the protection we're talking about here. We don't want to do that stuff. That's all, um, that's all basically telling the universe, I don't trust, I don't feel safe, and um, I don't want to deal with my shadow, and I don't want to deal with other people's shadow. This is a form of saying, hey, yes, yeah, so the shadow exists. Shadow exists. In, bo- in other humans and in the energetic field of consciousness. And so we can handle it. We can be strong. We can, we can deal with shadow. And um, it is only going to make the
0: light stronger when we do deal with it. So
1: any comments on that?
0: One of the things that I'm thinking is that it's really important then to watch your own thoughts. Because if we're picking up on other people, you're also, you're, you're broadcasting just like a radio station. You're always broadcasting. And so you want to be giving off the things that are beneficial, helpful. So catch yourself, catch your, what you're thinking. Where, where are you, um, in your, in your everyday thoughts? And try to be aware that, you know, just as other people are adding to the, the field of consciousness, so are you. So it's important to just be, that's one thing to be aware of. And again, I, that goes with that high vibration as much as possible. Keep your thoughts, keep your actions, your words at a, at a level that is closer to love than to fear.
1: Yeah, I mean, choosing love over fear is 100% the way and gratitude, right, versus, like, gratitude, forgiveness, compassion are all the ways to shift out of some of these vibrations that can be issues. But, you know, we USM, are, where my mom and I both have our master's in spiritual psychology, says use everything for your upliftment and growth, right? Earth is a school. Use it all for your upliftment and growth. And that's a lot of what this is, is, like, you know, Anytime I've been through, like, either a psychic attack or I've had really bad energy situations, one of which was when I got Reiki years ago, and I had a, like, massive physical issue because of it, but it sent me down this journey of learning from healers and becoming healer myself, so I used it, even though it was really hard at the time, and I was, like, going into see an eye doctor because I essentially looked like I had Bell's palsy where I had a whole droopy eyelid and everything. And it happened during a Reiki session. I didn't feel like that practitioner was using energy protection or really fully working in the light. And I had, you know, physical and and energetic uh, challenge from it. So, you know, always use energy protection and know who your energy healers are. We're not supposed to work with just any healers. That I've also learned. We have to be really discerning about who we let work on doing our energy clearings and our energy healings. And ideally that person is as pure as possible. And we really want to use our intuition on whether that um, healer is a fit for us or not. Because if someone is working in a lot of ego or in very much their own shadow energy, there's going to be purity of light that they're accessing to work with. And they may be having some guides that are disguising themselves as guides, but are really a little bit more um, on what I'd call like that entity side, which aren't helpful ego-based beings. Yeah, really with agenda. So Yeah, I just wanted to share, I could talk about all that forever, Um, but use it for your upliftment and growth, pay attention to your thoughts, um, for sure, because we are, we don't want to keep contributing to stuff, Um, and, like, the theme lately for me is, like, are you going to be a good witch or a bad witch, and, you know, in this Halloween theme right now, it's, like, really stepping into, you know, doing the white light work and not, psychic attack or even like vengeful thoughts, all of that adds to a collective um, thing. And I've also heard that entities are just a collection of thoughts. Sometimes, like sometimes there's entities that are like, if we go into uncrossed beings, you know, um, or we go into, if we go to the level of having a philosophical conversation about evil, but ultimately if you were to talk about more, a lot of negative thoughts over and over and over again, um, create obviously the neural pathways for them in the brain, but they also create entities that then are hang around, which is fear-based and negative thought-based
0: creations. We've created there are creations and exactly what they're called. They're thought forms, and they are all over the universe, and and it it comes from our thoughts. It, you know, if you have a one random thought, no, it's a thought that goes out. It's just a vibration that goes out. And but if you have the same thought over and over and over many, many times, it literally becomes a thought form. It is a creation that we have at that level, the mental level. And so we do experience these thought forms as though they are real. And whether you call them an entity or a spirit or a ghost, if you see one, very often that's what they are, are thought forms maybe from us or maybe from someplace else.
1: And it's not always about seeing it. It's just like feeling it. It's like feeling like I caught the the dark cloud or the black cloud that sometimes I find people have. And I have a tendency to like meet dark cloud or black cloud friends. And then I'm like, I think cause there's a part of me that really needs to heal that whole, I want to help people all the time. Or people are just drawn to that. I'm drawn to the light. And so I'm like, Oh, I don't need to be around that anymore. Like, you know, I tried my best to like be a rave sunshine amongst that dark cloud over someone's head. And that's a lot of kind of what it is. And you can tell in talking to them that they are either complaining a lot, focused on the negative a lot, focused on the problem, um, not seeing the solutions, and kind of just stuck, right? And there's a, I don't like to work with clients that are really in negative spaces because it's really hard for them to get that healthy solution-driven place, which is what I really like to be in as a coach. So I work more with high-performing individuals than um, low-functioning individuals, but everyone needs help. So there's people for everyone, which I love. Um, so let's do this. Any more comments on kind of the what, the why? Okay. So now we're going to do the how, which I love. My mom put together such an amazing list here from, like, her background and practice, and then I've done most of these. I think I've done all of these, actually. So we're going to talk a little bit about techniques and how-to for energy protection. I think there's, like, there was 15 here. We got them down to 12. Um, so we're going to go a little quick. But, uh, of course, if you have questions on any of these, feel free to reach out to me or my mom. You can find me through Com. You can find her through metaphysicalcenter.org. Um, and...
0: Here we go. And again, some of these are the protections and some are you use afterwards for clearing. So we'll do the protection ones first and then we'll talk about the clearing. So one of the things that you can do if you feel like you're in a, a negative situation is that you can set up a ring of mirrors around you. The mirror should be facing outward. So whatever energy is coming toward you is simply reflected away from you or deflected away from you. And that's just one simple little technique that you can use.
1: So, of course, you're going to visualize that. And a lot of powerful production work actually is visualization. Meditation can often turn into visualization. So it's just seeing things bounce off you is the way I like to do it. And then my acupuncturist, I think was my second acupuncturist taught me to use a red egg. I think they are taught that in Chinese medicine that to use to sit yourself in a big red egg um, where there's protection because especially if you're someone that does, Energy work, and you're essentially, I call it like the cleaners of humanity. Um, You're not, you're the janitors of people's soul. Uh, You are dealing with stuff all day long, and you have to have those energy protections in place. and so, and, and by the way, I feel like my guides are popping in right now to give a message, which doesn't always happen, but it's happening. It doesn't always happen on the podcast, but they're saying right now that love is the best protection. And I do really feel that strongly. And, and there is, and that goes back to the Kabbalah being like, just vibrate at a high level of love. And I have asked, I remember I asked Michael Beck was about this question once, who's the the head of a which is a church in Los Angeles. And essentially He was like, yeah, just keep vibrating at such high levels, and this doesn't really become your reality. It makes me think real quick about Louise Hay too. Like she, at the end of her life, was really adamant that she wasn't going to do anything that wasn't for her highest good, that felt good to her, that made her happy. And she always had a prayer and a visualization that when she drove, she was only around great drivers, and that was her reality. That's what she created for herself was that enjoyment of life and feel good energy around her because that was her visualization and her prayer and her so that form of visualization was her protection right and it created a different reality for her um
0: versus just going out in the world and like seeing what you get
1: (laughs) so there's that
0: Another one that you can use, um, we all, in within the deepest chambers of our heart, we have something called the violet flame. It is, some people think it's your soul, it, but it's the divine part of you. And the violet flame, um, if you visualize it filling your entire heart and then going outward and filling every cell of your body and then going out from your body to the room you're in, to the people around you, and on and on and on, all the way out into the universe, And that violet flame is a form of protection because you are sending it out vibrational level.
1: Yeah, and there's some great teachers of, like, I think of one here in Colorado that I followed who does a lot of violet flame meditations. And, like, I have used it at times when I really, like, have needed extra protection there's great meditations out there on that. And I feel like one of the masters in particular works with the violet flame and I'm forgetting who it is. Um, or is it Archangel Giz- Gizekiel? Why am I? Or yeah, Gizekiel, I think is. So I, I need to do more research on this, but I do love the violet flame. Essentially what it does is it burns off challenge and karmic residue and and um. Yeah, just like fear and whatnot. So it does a lot of the work for you, which is a beautiful thing.
0: Um, calling upon the different archangels or the masters, uh, your own guides and guardians and angels is also a really good. There, some of the archangels are particularly helpful for different Archangel Michael obviously is the one that is the most commonly called upon, I believe. And they work with, I never really understood this. They work with a um, cohort of beings, other angels and other beings uh, that actually are distributed throughout the entire universe. And so Michael is one of the main ones that we call upon for protection, but um, Gabriel is also, it, it's the faith, the, the the main four are Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Uriel. And Raphael, Gabriel is one that you use, I believe it is, now I might have gotten it mixed up, for traveling, uh, for protection while you're traveling. So call upon the angels and the different ascended masters to work with you as well for protection.
1: So I use Michael all the time. Um, I use him when I go to sleep because I do astral traveling and I don't always love it and my dreams. So I usually say Archangel Michael, please watch over me and, you know, my loved ones and I name them before I go to sleep or while I'm asleep. And I usually say, please keep me in my body. Um, that's one of my things. Raphael is obviously the healing one. So if you need protection around, you know, whatever it may be, if you're afraid of getting sick or a virus or whatever, you can use Raphael and, um, And you're just essentially praying to them and asking for their support. They can't get, they can't help you unless you actually ask. So that's why it's important to ask. And Archangel Michael is really one that is about dispelling fear so that you can be more in your purpose. So I also, I use him for tech support. (laughs) When I have computer issues, I use, I use him to protect my Uh, house and uh, he has like swords and I see him like a bodyguard and I think like growing up in New York City, (laughs) just uh, like having my 20s and like going into the bouncer, like all the bouncers at the clubs I feel like the Archangel Michael is like that, he's like a big bouncer and doesn't let people in, (laughs) that's how I view him
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. There's a couple other things you can do. Kay, you probably know more about this even than I do but using essential oils um, for your space you can use that for protection as well as for clearing. And so I know that lavender and frankincense are particularly good ones to use for protection as well.
1: Yeah. Frankincense is the over overarching one. I do. Yeah. I do love peppermint and then lavender is a good healer one. So my favorite is, um, so I used to use sage, then I use palo Santo, And now my favorite that I tell everyone is copal, C-O-P-A-L. It's Mexican. It is, so awesome smells great cut stuff like and i just swipe it around my whole house around my own auric field and i literally feel the shift so i know it's working but you can definitely get yourself some of that you can also use a candle um to call in white light too um and i would always say use light a light colored candle i don't ever use black or red or any of those type of candles i don't i don't feel like they're of the highest vibration for me
0: Another thing that you can do is there's something called um, cord cutting, and um, if you can, you often a practitioner will work on this, um, and they will connect disconnect. We are all energetically connected, and very often if you're feeling it in your solar plexus region, there's a cord that's connected to another person. And again, it's energetic and it may be holding you back in some way or or them and by doing a cord cutting you can eliminate that particular negative energy that's connecting you yeah so
1: cord cutting is something to know like so first you can do chakra sweeping where you go down the chakras and you see if there are any like Issues or blocks, and then you can also do cord cutting if there's usually people's solar plexus is attached to something. And what I always do when I do this with the horses is if they have like we can even get into portals because I have had to close portals on horses. I've also cleared portals and I've had people clear them in my house, which bring in a lot of negative energy. Um, that's a whole other topic but essentially you can um, picture it being cut but you always want to fill any anytime you create a vacuum you want to fill it with light and love and the energies of what you want compassion and joy and love, all the higher vibration like authentic self qualities so you don't just leave anything open in the universe because the universe loves the vacuum likes to fill it so so when you cord something I always plug any energetic chakras back into spirit into source and I do that with the horses too I plug them into source through their world which is on their, you know, third eye on their head. Um, but, yeah, you can also, chakra sweeping is also a way to do a clearing versus yeah, just a protection. Yeah, these are these are also clearing tools too.
0: Um, the, I, I use the pendulum for a lot of clearing. Uh, Jean Hainer was my mentor with Chinese face reading, and Chinese medicine basically uses the um, fields of water, uh, wood, fire, earth, middle those are the five uh, energies that they work with and so by doing a pendulum each one of those you actually clear any energies and one of the things that she uses that is the disturbing effects of others so if you want to know more about that I would check out Jean Hainer and the face reading programs that she does.
1: I am so lucky because my mom does pendulum clearings for me when I get, like I don't feel well, and it helps so much. Like I know when she's doing them, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel the shift. I feel better. So she's so good. My mom can do great pendulum clearings if you decide you want one. Um, so you can reach out to her. But uh, I do not use a pendulum. I never really have. I'm not very good at it. So this is why we each have to have our own things. The thing I do use is salt baths. And that's both good for protection and clearing. So I use them preventively, like, you know, and I do them physically for my body and my muscles and all of that. But I also do them energetically. I just watched Hocus Pocus, and they use the salt ring for, like, the bad witches, and I just forgot, like, how powerful salt is, and Epsom, I use Epsom salt, I don't use it with anything in it, because I'm sensitive, and I can't, <laughs> and I do them every week, and they are amazing, Um, and I highly recommend that, also showering, Showering is something that I have to do for cleansing every single day of energy, especially if I'm doing like I just did a retreat and I had to shower as soon as I got home every day because all the energies are present. And I just picture my own power and energy coming back to myself in the shower. And then I ask that the water like dissolves and clears anyone else's stuff around me. And I do pod Poc while I'm in the shower, too, which is an access consciousness tool of clearing. It's a clearing statement. And you can literally Google pod, poc, access consciousness, and you'll see the whole clearing statement. It's P O D P O C, but it's point of destruction, point of creation, which is going really down to the roots of something, to the origins of something, and not just pulling out a weed from the top. It is what I use with all my clients, and it is super powerful. It's my favorite clearing thing. Um, Yeah, and so these are energy clearing tools now. Um, but another one that, like, my mom loves and is so good at, I'm pretty good at it. I teach it a lot. It's both a protection and a clearing, um, and it's a Hawaiian
0: prayer. You want to speak about it? The whole pono. It's um, uh, Dr. Kim uh, Hugh. Can you... Yeah, Joe Vitali talks about it a lot, though. Yeah, and uh, and it's a very simple forced statement, and you simply say it. And I use it for whether I need the energy of uh, a bad weather to clear. If we have a cloudy day and I need a sunny day, I will use whole Pono for that. And you basically start out by saying, uh, you're forgiving the situation, whatever it is. I forgive you. Please. um, I'm sorry. sorry. Please forgive me. I forgive. Thank you. And I love you. And you always end it with love. And I think that's probably, if I need to say one most important thing for this podcast, I think it's, Sending every anything that comes into you that's negative, send it back into the void, um, and to be dissolved in love, because it will be repurposed as love. That is the purpose of what the void is. So, yeah.
1: So, for instance, like road rage, you're frustrated and you're like that guy's a jerk, and then you go, "I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you," or you say, "I forgive myself. I, you know, I'm growing, I'm learning." It's okay that I have anger and I'm going to release my anger up into the nothingness from which it came, which is another word for the void um, to be dissolved in use and used in service elsewhere. That's, that's a prayer you can use and you can listen to this or pause this if you need that, but it's um, it really almost all of this is done through intention, right? These are just tools, but ultimately it comes down to your intention to be a more cleaner, healthier, purer version Um, which is, like, really integrating and allowing the shadow to be there but to not have it so active um, so that we can all live a more
0: light-filled life. Great. Exactly what we wanted to get across. Thank
1: you. Yeah, so pick one of these that you resonate with or two and try them out. Mimi, there's a couple here that you haven't um, tried yet. Uh, we didn't mention stuff like spells and mudras just because I'm not using them too much, but that obviously exists as well. Um, and ultimately, you know, start to really think about how anything that happens to you is a gift and a blessing, but also the reality that um, we bump into all sorts of energies here and that we can do do protection and clearing on really a daily basis so that we can kind of just always maintain our own sovereignty and be the leaders of our lives and living with that, um, you know, just pure heart and not, not just relying on our crazy egos and our heads anymore.
0: (laughs) So any last comments, mom? Yeah, this is great. I think we've covered a lot for everybody and I'm hoping we'll get this up on the Metaphysical Center website uh, at something. Yeah, maybe we'll
1: do a blog or video of this.
0: Thank you so
1: much for listening. We so appreciate you
0: and we're grateful that you're here. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.